Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of Punches and Punchlines. We had some fun back this weekend, and we have a fun uh, special guest with us this weekend, Franco. Yes, we do. This is like a vacation edition of Punches and Punchlines, and uh, I'm vacationing with my friend, Ch- my friend Chad Daniel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we checked out some boxing together, and he's nice enough to join us. Welcome, Chad. Uh, thank you for having me. The boxing was great. I felt novice level watching. I do love the sport. But at one point we were watching a fight and I thought the boxers were sweat. I, I, <laughs> I was cheering for one person. I thought I was supposed to be cheering for the other person, even though the guy's name was right on his trunks. <laughs> That'll confuse you. Times make me think that guy's rooting for the other guy. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's why like... he's, he's a big fan. <laughs> I also put money on you. <laughs> <laughs> now, were, were you guys betting on the fights? No, uh, no, we were just watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I had no no action in the in this round. I was tempted now that I'm. Yeah, I was tempted for sure. But I would be in out of state at the time that the fights went down. You know, I couldn't log into my uh, my app and bet anything. So, yeah, the only thing we had on the on the line was some uh, some fun. So let's get into it. Brandon, 25 years old, coming in at 22, 1, and 1. Versus Carlos, 28 years old, coming in at 27, and 1. Now, I know that Franco and I saw Brandon Figueroa get his loss in his last fight to Cool Boy Steph. All right? Mm -hmm. He lost to, now I can only remember his nickname. But, oh, Stephen Fulton. So he lost his title and his O in a really close matchup. It was a great, great fight. So we've always said, I don't give a shit about your undefeated record. Like, just fight the best. And that's what he did. And he lost his, you know, his undefeated. But he didn't take a setback from it because he came out in this fight. And he fought like a dude that was, like, running from a fire. You know, like, it was just kept, kept pushing forward and, you know, was throwing bombs. This could have stopped earlier, but I'm glad that it didn't, you know, because Castro gathered himself, but not enough to stay in this fight. Yeah, I thought it was a fun fight. I thought it could have been stopped earlier as well. Uh, I really was digging Brandon Figueroa's ring gear. He had, like, the broken broken hearts all over his stuff. So I don't know if that was some kind of like a Shawn Michaels wrestling reference, or maybe he's just slaying it like that down in Texas. You know, he's the ladies or the gentlemen are just falling to Figueroa. We don't know. I I don't know what the heartbreaker stuff was, but that's his nickname. He's the heartbreaker. But but who's he? What hearts is he breaking? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But he is a he is a pretty pretty man. So (laughs) I don't doubt that he is. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, what was it in the third round where he threw over 100 more punches than Castro did? I thought it could have been stopped there. And then when it did get stopped, they were kind of hemming and hawing as far as the announce team goes. And they're like, oh, we don't know if this should have been stopped. But I don't know. What did you think, Chad? Should it have been stopped or? I, I don't think so. I, so I think it should have been second time because the first time he was just kind of taking the punches and who knows, it could have been a rope-a-dope situation, letting him, you know, he, like you said, he threw over a hundred more punches 
or, or he got, you know, a hundred more punches thrown at him. And he could have just been tiring the guy out if he wasn't really landing direct shots. You know, I, I found out during the fight that the referee of the fight, the guy that was refing the contest is a, in the Minnesota boxing hall of fame, mm. far as uh, referees go. That's what, that's what Fritz told me. Yeah. And we met so, him in uh, Rosemont, Franco. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, clearly he made the right decision. We don't, we don't mess up. <laughs> During the second onslaught, the ref must have seen something in the eyes yeah. because he stepped in pretty quickly. There was no question about it. He was done. He stepped in between, which, by the way, these guys are stepping in between two grown men that knock each other unconscious, stepping in between them. And they're all in their 60s. That's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, uh, you know, I, I think he did make the right decision. As soon as he did, Castro put his head on his shoulder and kind of was like sat back on the rope and was like, yeah, almost like, thank you so much. That was hurt. That was hurt my face a lot. That guy was punching me. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, incredible. exactly. Yeah. So I think the guy made a right decision not to stop it the first time. Because obviously he came back, but then he must have seen something. He must have seen his eyes float or something happened where he said that's enough. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I thought that he gave him some rope and then he must have said like, all right, I gave you a chance that first time. You're back in the same situation. I'm not going to let this continue. Yes. Yeah, so something we noticed is there was no arguing Maybe the corner was arguing, but the boxer sure wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> Castro was fine with it. He's like, you know what? You you gave me a chance and I messed up again. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with this. This is good. It's like, the, so these two men are in the ring. They're they're in a sport where doctors have to use a flashlight to look through their eyeballs to see if their brains are still working. So <laughs> I think anytime there's a question, you maybe stop the fight so these guys can raise their kids, you know? Don't disagree at all. And just one last comment about Figueroa being pretty. Uh, he <laughs> stuck around for the main event. And was in the crowd and he just got punched in the face a hundred times and he still looked good. Sure. He looked like he was scratched by a cat a couple of times, but he was still uh, sitting in the crowd, just got beat up and, uh, <laughs> you know, looks better than I would after an hour or two of preparation. So, you know, congrats when, to Brandon Figueroa. When we saw him in the crowd and they, I was like, oh, that guy, uh, maybe he got in a fight outside and they were like, oh, this is the boxer that just boxed. I was like, why is he? anywhere <laughs> right i Why would be icing it? my face down yeah bobbing for <laughs> apples in an ice bucket it's crazy he wanted fritz to get one good last look at him he wants to keep breaking those hearts he's like i know there's a guy out there with a man crush on me i'm gonna break one more heart before the end of this mark magsayo 27 years old coming in at 24 and oh versus ray vargas 31 years old coming in at 35 and oh now, as much as we will say that we don't care about somebody's O, it is exciting when you see two undefeated fighters go against each other. My problem with Mark Magasayo in this fight was almost the same as the problem I had with him in his fight uh, when he won the belt against Gary Russell, is that he just wasn't engaging enough and relying too much on his power. Mm -hmm. I've seen him before. He can box with these guys, but he seemed to just, I don't know whether the height and reach advantage played too much into his mind. He just wasn't engaging enough. I'll be honest, going into this fight, I was rooting for Max Sayo. Uh, I thought he was the more humble of the two dudes coming into it. Really? Where, you know, Ray Vargas was saying that he was going to put him in a stroller and feed him his bottle. Uh, <laughs> and, all, you know, he was talking a lot of stuff. And it wasn't even good trash talk. 
where maybe it was lost in translation. You know what I mean? Where some words don't really mean the same when you go from Spanish to English. Uh, I'm imagining that the Mexican fighter was somebody Franco was rooting for going into this. But that being said, Ray Vargas backed up all his smack talk going into this. Yeah. He said that he was going to keep him at bay and he was going to give him a boxing lesson. And that's exactly what he did. When Magasayo got close in uh, that ninth round, he hit Ray Vargas with a nice shot that put him down. During regular action, it almost looked like it might have been a slip. But then once you slowed it down, I was like, oh, no, he got him with a good one. Yeah. And to Vargas's credit, he was like, yeah, I was controlling that whole fight, except for that ninth where he got me good. You know, so uh, this was, I thought, a really dominant performance by Ray Vargas. The scorecards were close. It was a split decision. I wouldn't mind seeing this done again, but I didn't see it as close as some of the judges did. And I was rooting for Mark McSyle. Yeah, I was curious to see how you guys would have scored it. How did did you see it as being as close as they said, Chad? Or did you think because I had it with Vargas like kind of dominating the majority of the fight until that knockdown, even the round after that, I gave that to Mark McSyle. But then when they showed the scores, the one guy had McSyle taking the fight by one point. Yeah, 114, 113. Yeah. Yeah. I was so thrown off by that. So then I'm like questioning my whole existence at that point if i saw it that you know maybe i saw it wrong how did you guys see it so i don't think i parent this way but i saw it as one of those parents that their children can do no wrong because i was cheering for mixayo as well because (laughs) just because all the smack talk i like to see what the guys can do in the ring and i liked how when he was getting interviewed before the fight he was just you know he was laughing about it Uh, mixayo was laughing about vargas's comments So I I wanted him to win. I also loved the story. I mean, this is the same venue. So McSai is from the Philippines. Um, Why can't I think of the fight? Manny Pacquiao, same coach. And Pacquiao won a fight there, one of his first big fights in that venue. So it would have been very cool because that's why McSayu started boxing 19 years before that. You know, all this all this story. I grew up watching Rocky, Cinderella, man, any boxing <laughs> movie. I love it. So I'm always thinking of it in movie terms. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was tough for me when when Vargas was winning the rounds. You know, I'd always look for that little thing. You know, well, <laughs> Marky did this well, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll split the round. So, you know, I, I wasn't really looking at it with a with a judge's eye. I was looking at it from a fan's standpoint. I, I really wish he would have attacked in the ninth, even, even the 10th, because there were some slips that were going on after he got knocked down. Vargas got knocked down. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, how many times is he going to slip? Like, are they boxing on ice? Because right. <laughs> sometimes when you fall down and it's a slip, it's because you're still wobbly. You had a little Bambi leg from getting yeah. hit in the temple. So I, I just kind of wish that that he would have. I understand Vargas has the reach. I mean, he did. Maxayu walked into a couple of jabs that would have knocked me unconscious. So Without a doubt. So the the reach was there, and I understand you have to respect his power, even when he's a little wobbly. But I think if you're going to win the fight, if you're the shorter guy with with less of a reach, you need to get in there when he's wobbly, and you need to try to put one on the bottom of his chin. But so that's what I was hoping for the whole time, and I think because I had that much hope for it, <laughs> that I wasn't really scoring the fight correctly. Well, and that's that's what we do on this show. That's the whole point of the show is. It's from a fan's point of view. And trust me, 
there have definitely been times where I am beyond biased and I don't hide it at all, especially with the Japanese boxers. Like those are my (laughs) go-to. So let me just say with full disclosure, I love Filipino people. They're basically like the Latinos of the Asian world. They're Mexicans just in the wrong place. Like they ended up on the wrong (laughs) island. I I love Filipinos and I was rooting for Megsayo, even though Ray Vargas is the Mexican fighter. It was like, well, if he wins, like that would be nice. But Megsayo, I like that. He's kind of just a good dude, but also an entertainer in the weigh-ins. He like charged in all crazy and was getting all up in Vargas's face, which that, that seemed a little cocky to me, but I'm like, you know what? He's putting on a show. Like he's trying to sell tickets. That's what these guys are supposed to do. I liked the showmanship, all the cool tattoos. He had a cool look to him. He went from selling ice cream on the beach to all of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden he's playing a huge venue in San Antonio. All of that was very cool. Really the only thing that was even kind of cool with Ray Vargas, he came out to El Rey is the name of the song by Vicente Fernandez, which is kind of like My Way by Frank Sinatra, but for Mexicans. And so he comes out to that. And at first I was like, that's kind of cheesy. Like everybody comes out to that. And then I realized his name is Ray and he's coming out to El Rey. Uh, But then it was just even more hokey. I was like, ah, that's even stupider. So yeah. I complained that he didn't have mariachis. I'm like, what kind of what kind of boxer are you? You don't have any mariachis. He only had the CD. You low budget. (laughs) But it was a good fight. I don't agree with the split decision. I thought that Vargas dominated this one, but Mixayo is still young. Hopefully, I I know we're going to see him popping up again. I just wonder where we're going to see him pop up, but I'll definitely be tuning in to watch where both of these guys end up going. Yeah, I think that if Magsayo had intentions on winning this, he needed to pour it on in the 10th because that knockdown came uh, in the ninth, and then there wasn't enough time, I guess, to really finish it off in the ninth Mm -hmm. because Vargas was just staying away from him, rightly so. Yeah, but if he want, he had that full three minutes in the tenth where Ray wasn't right yet, and he still kind of was timid, and that kind of cost him his belt. So I would, I would actually pay to see this rematch oh. because it was, I thought, a very good fight. I mean, I know, I know, Franco, you're saying that that Vargas ran away with it, but but I thought there was potential there. I mean, these guys both are. Uh, what was the weight? One twenty six. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 they are both able to knock out another human being with one punch. I mean, that is so insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I would absolutely watch it again because I, I, re- I really thought it was an entertaining fight. And before when you, you were talking about how, uh, you know, this show is basically from a fan's perspective, I listened to this show. <laughs> and so when, during the first fight and you were like, Chad, what do you think? And I was just sitting here listening, like I was actually <laughs> list, like I, like I won a ticket to watch the show live or something. So I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, man, th- this fight I thought was very entertaining. I'm, I'm glad it was a split decision because that, that gives a little more, a, a little bigger chance of a rematch happening. Yeah. A rematch would definitely be cool. It, it was a hard hitting fight. Like you said, these are yeah. little dudes. Featherweights are not big. It would be like watching Jimmy Pardo go at it with a skinny version of me, you know, like the fact that (laughs) the fact that anybody's doing any kind of damage it's, but they do like these guys are ripped and sometimes it's more fun that way. Yeah. Fritz, Fritz said, while we were watching the fight, he goes at one time, I weighed more than both of these two combined. (laughs) (laughs) So punch of maniacs, uh, 
it was a treat for me to uh to watch boxing with chad daniels it's always a treat to get together and talk boxing buddy frank this was a, a real treat weekend uh there was some fun fights the derek Chisora versus pulev fight i'm still not sure why everybody loves derek Chisora, other than the fact that he's giant and he has all heart he throws yeah. bombs and he has heart so i can i can see why he would be a fan favorite him and pulev did you see that one franco I did. I wasn't excited for it. Chisora is 38. Pulev is 41. Like they're my age. There's nothing for this to lead to something else. And they want other fights, but they're ancient. Like who cares about these fights? Yeah, I, I get the whole I'm in belt contention anymore, but it doesn't mean that they can't earn a living and they can't be entertaining fighters. You know what I mean? Like, sure, they're, uh, they're not going to be champion of the world again. I, I, I think they're done with that conversation. But they can still go to work, and they still clearly are entertaining people, so I'm not going to begrudge. And somewhere, there's a kid in elementary school saying, my grandpa can beat up your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so if you want to talk about a title contention, I mean, there's one right there. That's very true. You don't want to ever forget the playground titles. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you know? Sometimes that's worth more than a belt. <laughs> yeah. Especially with some of the belts that there are out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I will take the playground title over the, the WBA anytime. The one that I did like was uh, Frank Martin and Jackson Marinez. That was a good fight. It kind of reminded me like Frank Martin was like that friend that you're like trying to pressure him to go out to the bar and go out drinking and he doesn't want to go. And finally you convince him, you peer pressure him. Then you get there and he's like ordering Irish car bombs and dancing on the bar and throwing everything <laughs> off. Like that's what this was like. Like he took forever and was super hesitant. And then all of a sudden he's all in and is just lighting him up. I thought it was a really exciting fight. I thought that his movement looked great. You know, Marinez was doing really hokey Bush League stuff where he forgot his mouthpiece just to buy himself a couple more seconds. And then he ended up getting his, you know, ass sat down on the rope. So that was nice. Yeah. See, I was since Marinez lost air quotes to your buddy, Raleigh Romero, oh, I hate I've that been guy. rooting for him, you know, and. I think in an alternate universe, Jackson Mourinho's did get the decision against Romero and then went on to his next fight and knocked that guy out. And <laughs> then in this fight, won it too. So um, he's had a bad three fight stretch, but he still was a fun boxer. You could see that he's got some skill. Yeah. It just seems like he's lacking in the power to hang with these big dudes. And Frank Martin, I, I see zero holes in his game where I think that there's going to be you know, fun matchups for him at 135 coming up. And speaking of no holes in his game, that dude on his way out of the ring stopped and posed for everybody and their brother that was asking for a selfie. Like literally yeah, that was, everybody that stopped, that was cool. he was like, all right, cool. You know, and just living, enjoying the moment, enjoying that cool win. And it was, he was a fun dude to watch. And I definitely want to see him in some more bigger fights coming up. Yeah, I, th I thought that was really cool, too. A, a lot of the boxers in San Antonio that were leaving the ring were sitting and, and making videos or signing hats or taking selfies with the fans. And I really think that that is what it's about, obviously. But this um, the Marenas kid took the fight a short weeks. notice. Yeah, yeah it was like weeks, a two week right? notice. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. So it, it's a bad beat that he lost in that decision that everybody thought he got robbed on. 
because I mean, listen, there's a reason that sports psychology is a huge industry right now. And it's because, you know, how do you, how do you come back from losing? You, you know, you pour all of your effort into a fight. They take it away from you on the cards and then you go get knocked out. I mean, that's, that's a tough thing to bounce back from. And I, I thought knowing those two things, I thought he fought pretty well, especially, you know, two weeks to get ready for it. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, without a doubt. And coming against a really top tier guy, you know, like yeah. he didn't right. take a short notice against a guy that was just okay. He took on a really, really good dude. So yeah, kudos to him for taking the fight and for making it a game for as long as it lasted. Yeah, because Martin was throwing bombs. And, and, and what I noticed was Martin gets in very close yeah, he has he doesn't have a lot of wasted energy. I mean, he comes from the legs, just such quick hooks and uppercuts. Yeah. Um, it, it was really impressive to see how much energy he was putting into such a little movement. It was it was awesome. Now, the other fun one was our boy Rashidi Ellis. Speedy yes. Rashidi Ellis, which luckily you gave me the heads up that I was going to have to try to find it on YouTube because Showtime still sucks. I hate Showtime so much. I have to pay extra, but then it's not. Like I can't rewind and I have to record it through my Xfinity, which is stupid. Like it's 2022. <laughs> Come on, Showtime, get with it. But so I, I did get to go back and find the Rashidi Ellis fight. And uh, I still love that guy. Like he's so entertaining and he's so yeah. fast. And then he lit the dude up. It was only the first round, right? Yeah, it was the first round. I don't even think it made it into the final minute. So Chad, to background on this, when Franco and I went to a live boxing event, gentlemen, Rashidi Ellis was on the card and he just hung out near the bar after the fight and was taking oh, wow. pictures and shaking hands and, you know, just was a really fun dude. You know, I, I met him for two minutes, but in that two minutes, he was just a really, he had like a joyful dude. Like, you know, when you get around somebody that's just a happy person, mm -hmm. that's what it was like to be around uh, Rashidi Ellis. And it was really cool to meet him. And, you know, he posed for a photo. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. But even before that, like we watched him in the ring and he was just pinpoint with all his punches, excellent footwork, like just such a fun dude that I, from that day forward, we're like, we are fans. So oh, nice on this undercard Showtime put it on their YouTube channel. So it wasn't even on the, the regular stream, but uh, Rashidi Ellis had been off for almost two years, something like that. Yeah. And they put him in against a, a veteran, you know, who I think was like 17 and 14 or something like that. And he wasted no time showing that this was below his pay grade. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm going to come in, yeah. clean it out. And I was sitting on your back porch watching this. And I remember just like scaring Megan because I was like, oh, like when one of the punches, <laughs> later, I was like, it scared me. So uh, I hope that dude's OK. Uh, and I look forward to seeing more Rashidi Ellis. Uh, well, Thanks a lot for inviting me to watch that. That was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check yeah. it out on YouTube. It's going to okay, be great. great. <laughs> it lasts all of less than two minutes. Yeah. If, when you got two minutes to spare, we'll, we'll watch it. It was. Fun. Oh, I'll tell you this. You, you think fights ending in two minutes. I've, I've missed, I've been late to work. So stand up comedy late, late to work two times in my life. And it's both been because of Mike Tyson's greatest punch outs. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go down the rabbit hole and I can't stop watching him just humiliate grown men. And I love it so much. And then I get, I'm like there and they're like, ah, Hey, just so you know, the feature has been stretching uh, his material. You're late 10 minutes. It's like, yeah, but I mean, in 10 minutes, I got to watch Mike Tyson knock out 27 people. <laughs> well, 
we almost missed or you were almost late for comedy club on state when we were watching wilder versus ortiz yeah um where we're like oh this is this might go to the cars and then wilder lands that hammer like oh i guess i can go on stage now (laughs) (laughs) that guy's not waking up for a week so yeah that'll be okay oh man so next week we have uh ryan garcia's fighting so that'll be fun uh tune in for that and franco uh to have his man crush you'll get to hear that i do want to thank chad daniels for joining us this week this has been a real treat for anybody who's not familiar with chad daniels get familiar with them go to follow him at uh that chad daniels on twitter uh super funny stand-up comedian that's he's gifted and i don't throw around that word uh very often but you can uh, check out all his albums on itunes shit there's i i can't even pick a favorite it'd be like picking a favorite (laughs) child so you know check out uh, busy being awesome footprints on the moon natural selection they're all wonderful albums go check them out his podcast too check it out it's way better than this one um, true. you true. should be listening to that for sure uh him and cy amundsen uh are middle of somewhere anywhere you get your podcast check out middle of somewhere it's a joy i listen every monday morning without fail they get me to work and it's a great listen for uh, boxing fans out there this is boxing fans helping other boxing fans black stone uh is it black stone gear black smoke gear black smoke gear Yep. A bunch of boxing t-shirts, etc. The dude yep. knows from Jack Johnson to probably all the way up to today's fighters. Uh, Hopefully not Ryan Garcia. Yeah. No Ryan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Franco uh, Ryan Garcia shirt. I will burn uh, it. You might yeah, as well get yeah. me a Cub shirt. <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> so yeah, uh, check out blacksmokegear.com. Get yourself some boxing gear. Yeah, if you guys don't have anything else, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.